Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Four Person Show on Blog Talk Radio. We are your enthusiastic and faithful Catholic apostolate. For more information about what we do, go to our show page at thefourpersons.com and our blog site at thefourpersons.net. To call in tonight with your comment or question, dial 515-602-9655. The number, again, is 515-602-9655. Conversation with him, um, Robert Ramos of Mission Rosary. So, without further delay, Robert, welcome to the Four Persons. How are you doing this evening? Hey, thank you guys. Uh, God bless you guys, and thank you again for having me on your show. Uh, the honor is all ours, and uh, we're we're real excited to have you on. I ran into you uh, the other day in conjunction with. Uh, a good group over there at Catholicism Rocks, and uh, anxious to hear about your uh, about your story and about what you do. So, why don't you just tell us your 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 personal story, your personal history, and how you came to found this apostolate? Oh wow! Okay. Thank you again for that. Um, so, when you say personal story, uh, oh man, it is um, it's definitely that. So. I lost my father at a very young age. I lost my father at the age of two um, in the car accident. And I've always said, even before I got a chance to know our father in heaven, I looked at my Catholic faith as a way to honor my dad. Because uh, didn't know much about my father, but I knew he was Catholic. I knew he was the reason why my grandmother grabbed my hand when I was six years old and said, your father's an altar boy, and you're going to be an altar boy. And everything about me and my fatherhood and, and the way I am with my kids it really goes back to trying to honor the kind of dad I think I would have had um, here. You know, someone who was faithful, someone that was brought up in the faith. Uh, I do consider myself a cradle Catholic, although I took a lot of twists and turns because I had a really interesting childhood, really humble beginnings. So that question could always lead us in a whole bunch of different directions. So how Amazing. is that? Go ahead, Lewis. So if I may ask, how um, did you come to know the teachings of the Catholic Church over time? So so it's exactly that. So as a little kid, um, you know, again, being introduced to the faith by my fault, by being baptized by my father when I was born, and then being, you know, led to Mass as a young person by my grandmother, I just really fell in love with the Mass, and even at a really young age. I know our country is going through a Eucharistic revival right now. And even as a little guy, I was always, always, always in awe at the Eucharist, especially being an altar boy. 
you know, and, and holding the the, uh, the tongue, making sure that, you know, people were receiving, you know, our blessed sacrament. It wasn't falling. I've always had a respect for it, right? And as I grew up and I had a, a really colorful childhood, a lot of, you know, what came a lot of adversity, I never found myself too far away from a Catholic church. So that goes from, you know, my, my teen years going into the Army that served in the military. Um, and again, you know, right, there's always a, I'm in the New York City area. There's a whole bunch of churches everywhere. And it's something as I got older, uh, I just, you know, just fell in love more, uh, study more deeply. And um, and now, now you know, as a 43-year-old man, um, I definitely cannot live without it, which was kind of the spark that got me to start Mission Rosary. And I'm going to guess that part of that, uh, getting you to the point where you can't live without your church, started when you really deepened your devotion to to Our Lady. That's usually when it happens, when you oh, deepen your I, devotion I, to Our Lady and the Rosary. I fell on my face. I'm somebody who has, I, I've said this a couple of times now, you know, I had a really, really um, interesting childhood, you know, and, um, and I'm still finding my words to tell that story. So I apologize if I'm a little vague, but I, I've been able to, uh, been inter- I've been interviewed in other places where I'm, I'm beginning to kind of find my voice. But I had a, a very, uh, very, very, very difficult childhood, losing my dad at a young age, growing up in a situation where it wasn't ideal for kids to grow up, and always finding myself back in front of a church, right? And it was this pandemic that we just went through in 2020. And before the pandemic, I was serving everywhere I could. You know, I led my family to Mass consistently. I volunteered, you know, with the Knights of Columbus, the Archdiocese of New York, New Jersey, Knights of Columbus, my local parish, wherever I had a chance to fit in. You know, just as a guy, right? I was just in the background. If you need me to move a box, if you need me to take bags from here to there, you know, I I never had a chance. You know, I never would turn up an opportunity to say no. Um, I mean, we do the coat drive, and I might make sure my kids were – involved in that, right? I always wanted them to see two things, their father serving and their father leading them in prayer. And when we came across this recent pandemic, um, you know, I, I believe the two weeks, right? So I believe, okay, look, this is a little break. Let's get home. Let's reset. Let's let's just be happy to be with, with our families. And if you followed my Facebook messaging back then, that, that was what I was saying. And that was way before, you know, Mission Rosary was born. You know, I was just a guy over the guy in the pew that's trying to do his best to get his kids to mass. And as that pandemic wore on and, um, you know, I just started to feel this anxiety and this depression that I kind of suppressed for a lot of years because I've always been someone who is always running and overcoming the next obstacle. And I don't really stop, smell the roses or look back. Right. But that pandemic forced me to sit down and view lots of things. And it was, I fell flat on my face when my, son said to me, yay, we can watch Mass on TV on Easter Sunday, knowing that we lost at Easter Sunday Mass, knowing how much I needed the Eucharist, how much I needed adoration, how much I needed reconciliation, right? How much I, 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 I couldn't survive without this system, and it was destroying me. And I, I like to say I fell flat on my face in the concrete into Our Lady's arms, and that's where she picked me up again. And that's where I start to say, well, what, what am I doing here, I, you know? Why do I feel like this? So I would take my son into the room. We found uh, some videos on YouTube of St. Pope John Paul II praying the rosary in Latin. And until that point, I, you know, I, I wasn't, uh, I was raised in public school. I went to a Catholic university, but I was raised in public school. So I, I was, uh, 
I wasn't catechized in, in that way, right? You know, I didn't have the luxury of, of taking Latin in, in, in some parochial school. Um, but it was something about the rosary in Latin, and it really spoke to me. And with every Ave Maria, I just started to feel, you know, levels like like onion, like layers of anxiety twisted off. And then I had the feeling and the thought that if I felt like this, there had to be others that felt the same way. You know, I live in Hoboken, New Jersey, in the Northeast. And, um, you know, I've gotten to travel the country. And it's let's just say it's a little different here, right? This is a very secularized place. Um, we do have church, churches. They are filled, but it's it's different, right? I get to go on the road and, and meet people doing a rosary after every single mass or have an adoration 24 hours. You know, it's not like that here. So I had this overwhelming feeling that we have to, I have to do more. And, and that's where the mission rosary, you know, was born. It was definitely born in my spirit around that time. So you say you travel around the country. But what what is your message? How what is what is the uh, what is the system or or message that you, that you sell? Is there an actual program that you? Uh, and when I say sell, I mean I, I don't mean sell in terms of money. I mean no, yeah, trying to promote. Yeah, so so you know so again so I, I kind of touched a little bit on the beginning of what Mission Rosary became. At that point, I, I kind of had this again overwhelming feeling to do something right. You know, there's a lot of people that are just trying, you know, we're not perfect. We're Catholic. I say that all the time, you know. Um, so so with that being said, how can I encourage? How can I help? There has to be people. This is what I was thinking back then, right? If I feel like this, there have to be others that feel this way. But at that point, I didn't know what that looked like. So I started kind of diving in. I think Lewis said to me a little while ago, right, like tell you about my Catholic story. So at that point, I started kind of diving into my own Catholic story, thinking, wow, like, you know. So, again, we're praying the rosary, and, and I'm starting to feel hope. So I started to dive into, why do we even pray the rosary, right? Like, this is just the conversation I'm having with myself. So, right, guys, why do we pray the rosary, right? Where totes pray the rosary, why, why do we pray the rosary? Where did it come from? What are the origins of the rosary? So I started doing research, and remember, we're all locked down. We're all home at this time. So there's a lot of time on my hands, right? Uh, so I came across our Blessed Lady's 15 promises of the rosary as she gave to St. Dominic when she entrusted the rosary to him. And it was the first time I had ever read that. And we're talking about, you know, the middle of 2020. And again, I was a guy, right? I, I you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not Dr. Scott Honrad. I'm not a theologian. I'm just a guy trying to do my best to lead this family to mass, to lead this family in prayer, and to do the best I can to serve others, right? So, you know, like, I like to say I'm like a, like a, I'm a Flintstone, right? I mean, you pick up the rock, put it there, uh, just do whatever I can for the kingdom. And at that point, I was like, oh, this is this is beautiful. I mean, the, the 15 promises, this is the answers. And then I started thinking to myself, like, man, we have so many beautiful apparitions. And Our Lady keeps on coming back to us and telling us, you know, pray the rosary, pray the rosary. You know, you know, at, you know pray, pray to my son. We, we're here. We're here. We want to hear you. We want to help you. But we keep on, you know, she has to keep on appearing to us, right? And I was thinking, wow, this is amazing. So, you know, I was really focused on those 15 promises. And then I started thinking about my own personal life and what was getting me down. Um, and it really was serving. I mean, I could, I, I could, on a Sunday, and, and, you know, you can go into a Facebook post of mine from 2019, and you will see a Sunday morning. Uh, we're at Mass, and right after Mass, where I'm coaching at a softball game, and after the softball game, I am coaching a flag football game, and after that, I'm helping fix the yard at the church, you know, and I'm just running around and trying to, you know, you know, get in where I could fit in, 
just to be of service to people in general. Like back then, we would always, uh, on Sundays, my, my kids and I, a lot of traditional French bakeries would get rid of the bread at the end of the, at the, end of the night. So I was working in Midtown, New York City, in an area where there were a lot of homeless people. And just as a project, you know, not behind some big umbrella, just the Ramos family, we'd get together the bagels. My kids and I would fill little ramekins with jelly and cream cheese. And on, on Monday morning, on my way to work to the office from the bus station, you know, I hand it out to people, right? We were just always trying to find a way just to be a light. And, and when that was taken away from me, it really, it really did bother me. It really did. I, I just, it didn't sit well with my spirit. So I would always think about the help. I want to help. I want to help. And I thought about my childhood parish at that time, which was Our Lady Perpetual Help. So, you know, I'm sitting here in, in the same area I'm sitting right now and just writing down in a book like, you know, what, what is this? this? This We're praying the rosary in Latin. This is beautiful. Um, we're the universal church, right? So there are multiple languages. These are all the things that are going through my head. Uh, I like to say it's the Holy Spirit and caffeine because I do this from 10 o'clock at night to 4 o'clock in the morning. You know, I'm just jotting down notes doing research. And then my wife and I, um, we've been married 14 years. She actually was baptized Catholic and uh, baptized in, in First Communion, but, you know, they, they did some church hopping. Um, so she went to RCIA when, when we then got married because it was important. Being in a sacramental marriage was very important to me. I'm the only one in my family, as is she, that they're in a sacramental marriage, right? So these are just things that you think about, but don't really know where they come from because they're supposed to be done and they're supposed to be right. So I'm sitting down one day and I'm writing on this piece of paper that I was baptized out of St. Dominic. And my... I was like, whoa, like, remember, we just found out that um, our Blessed Lady entrusted the rosary to St. Dominic. Most people out there may know this. I didn't know it, right? Um, so, and then, again, the 15 promises. And then going back, my childhood parish was Our Lady Perpetual Help. That was a parish I'd walk myself to when I was 13, 14, 15 by myself. After my grandmother passed away and stopped picking me up to go to Mass, I made sure I went. When I get, did my uh, confirmation, I did it by myself with no one from my family in the audience, right? Um, just to give you an idea of what I was up against, you know, that was living in a situation that it wasn't a traditional Catholic home or, or religious home at all. So I kept it going where I wanted to make sure that I did this again to honor my dad who passed away. That I could be wrong, but I always thought, hey, this is what he would have wanted for me, right? And mm -hmm. then my wife and I happened to be married at a Holy Rosary parish. So that's where, like, the light bulb went off. I was like, oh. This is this is too much of a coincidence, right? There are no coincidences. And I wrote it all out. And I go, man, well, what do I do with this, right? So we have to, we have, to, we're, we're doing the rosary online, and and then all these coincidences, you know, are, are here in front of me on a piece of paper, in this book that I still have, and I carry along with me whenever I travel um, to this day. And I thought I got to do something about this. Again, it, you know, there are going to be there are people out there that feel like this, and that's where Mission Rosary is born. And Mission Rosary is. I call it really a rosary lifestyle brand because what I mean by that is that it's evolved. I started off by building a prayer app that was holistically just the rosary, right? We know the rosary is the most powerful weapon, but we have so many options, so many prayers, right? And I said, I got to focus on the rosary and I have to focus on the promises. So that's where I got started. I started building out this rosary app. I'm not a developer and I don't have, I don't, I'm not a man of a lot of resources, but I started going online and, and started kind of piecing things together. And, and again, that's why I say Holy Spirit and caffeine, because I, I go online and, and I started reaching out to this person on this continent and this person over here. And, and how do I make this happen? 
I remember the day I looked into the Apple Store and I put in Rosary app. And if you do that right now, there'll be 10,000 apps. There's a million. There's, there's literally tons of apps out there. And we all know the big app that raised a lot of money. You know, there are apps out there that are raising 50, 60 million dollars. There's another one in 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 the UK that raised 80 million dollars to help evangelize. Right. I did this by myself with a couple of coins that I rubbed together. So I started to, I found the right developers to help me build this app that I wanted to get out in the world that basically is holistically just a rosary. I call it like a, a, a spiritual fitness app because it's going to keep you on track. You're going to pray your daily rosary. You're going to press play and someone will read it to you or you have the read-only option. The idea is that you're on the go, you press play or you got a little corner, you know, and, and I didn't know, right? This is just, I'm sitting here, it's 2020, the doors are locked and, and I'm just trying to serve. And what ended up happening with, with Mission Rosary app is it's available today in seven languages. So I got the Rosary app um, professionally voice acted in English, Spanish, French, Latin, Portuguese, Tagalog, and Italian. And wow. then as, as I'm thinking, right, I still can't believe that. And as I'm working on that, I had all these, and, and man, spiritual warfare, we can do three hours on that during this time. Um, like I said, I had a lot of anxiety and I, and, and I have a lot of unresolved childhood uh, traumas, right, that were really bubbling up around this time. So I'm dealing with all that, and I have these different uh, um, ideas that pop in my head. And then I always, like right now, they're right in front of me. The 15 promises are always really close to me. And I keep on going back to these 15 promises. How do I incorporate this into the app? And I thought, well, you know, everyone's not going to use technology to pray. And I don't use technology to pray. You know, if I'm busy, you know, you may press play, but the idea is, and you could do, you know, we can talk to God all the time, right? So that's why I put together a rosary, uh, what I call the Mission Rosary Journal, because in the journal, it's very simple. Again, everything I do is holistically just a rosary. So I talk about, you know, why do we pray the rosary? And that's Our Lady's message to St. Dominic. So why the rosary? How the rosary? There are image, the beautiful images associated with each of the, the mysteries in art form. And then please to write out your prayer intention as well as your prayer reflection. And this is where I joke when I'm on the road. And I say, hey, look, I don't know about you, but I'm really good at asking God for stuff. I'm really bad at stopping and listening and reflecting. And the power of journaling when it comes to prayer is you, you never know who God's going to bring in your life, out of your life. Introductions like like this conversation we're having right here, I didn't expect to have a couple of days ago, you know. So that's where the Mission Rosary Journal was born. And again, I'm building the app at night, putting this journal together, trying to get it, you know, trying to make it look like something and I had this phrase keep on popping in my head, popping in my head. It was like, blessed mother versus my vices, blessed mother versus my vices. And I'm like, man, like, where do I fit that into the journal? And I had to put it on a T-shirt, and then I printed it for myself, and, you know, I had it melted me. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. So now we are here at, at uh, you know, the middle towards the end of, of 2020, and I live in an apartment in Hoboken, New Jersey. This is city living. So I, I sit down, and I have, like, boxes of rosaries from the Holy Land that I was trying to get my hands on rosaries to give away to people. I have this app that's being developed. I have this journal that's a prototype, and I have the shirts that are coming in the same possible the rest of my vices. And I thought back then that was the hard part, right? I was like, let me just get this stuff together and let me get out there and encourage others to, to again, lead their family, serve, pray. Um, and we could get into the nitty-gritty of what, it, you know, what the app is supposed to do and what the community is supposed to be. But at this point, it was just, I don't like this feeling. I, I still can't believe till this day that our churches were closed, at least up here, 
on Easter Sunday, if you told me that was everyone's talking about the movie Nefarious, if you would have told me that was the name of the movie Nefarious and we lost Easter, I would have said, no way that ever happens, right? And it happened to us. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so, so sorry to go on, but I, I'm really just trying to build kind of like the moment and where we were because where I am now is that I, I do hit the road. I've been lucky to go to Tyler, uh, Tyler, Texas a couple of times and met Bishop Strickland and those awesome people over there and set up a table at their Eucharistic Congress. I've been to men's and women's events all over the country. I've been to the Catholic Answers Live, um, you know, event in San Diego. I've probably been to over 15, 15, 16, um, you know, Catholic conferences, you know, from the, again, the men's conferences, the women's conferences, the Eucharistic Congress and Marian Conference. I've been able to meet really awesome people that have been um, really, really good to me during the journey, right? Uh, I met Abby Johnson. She is tremendous. We all know the awesome work she does in the pro-life movement. When I was sitting down and I thought, okay, what well, t-shirts are going to be a thing. Let's see if I can evangelize by t-shirts. I had this thought of Our, Our Lady of Grace with her with her hands open and the words, Mama said, don't give up. And I thought to myself, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I can get a shirt like this in Abby's hands? And wouldn't this be cool if we can have to, like, you know, when you're praying in front of a, a abortion clinic, at least here, it's it's the group that's praying, a line of private security, another line of employees, and an NYPD off the corner making sure you don't say a word, right? So I thought to myself, what, what says more than Mama said, don't give up, with Our Lady mm-hmm. with her hands open, you know? So when I drew and sketched that shirt out, I thought, wouldn't it be cool to ever get one in Abby's hands? And, man, what I tell you, the first time I met Abby, she's like, that's a great shirt. I love it. I need a few. And I was like, you have no clue. I made this because of you, you know? So I've had some really cool, you know, Holy Spirit moments like that over the last year and a half, two years that I've been on the road uh, trying to promote uh, Mission Rosary. Truth be told, I still don't know what this is. I've did it all by myself when it comes to a rosary app. We know the big ones, and they have millions of dollars, and I have two nickels, you know. So I'm trying my best to, to again, just ground roots, meet as many people as possible, and tell the story and see if I can, again, encourage. Uh, you know, it's, it's for everyone, but it really is it's the guy like me who, who wasn't great, you know, who wasn't catechized, who didn't have the opportunity to have beautiful examples, right? I didn't go to Steubenville, you know. I, I, there's a lot of awesome people doing a lot of great work, but there's some regular people who – who feel lost, and I feel like I'm the, I'm that person for sure, right? So, Robert, how do people get the app, and how would people get involved in 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 what you do in terms of um, going different places and getting people? You're not just handing out rosaries; you're actually getting people, uh, showing them how to develop a true devotion to the rosary. Um, it, it's what, what you're doing is very, very important. How do people get involved? Thank you very much. And yeah, that, that's it. And it really is, again, in the beginning stages, right? So the people that I'm serving are not the people that I thought I'd serve when I started. And that's not a bad thing, right? And what I mean by that is that I've met some really devout um, families, individuals. I mean, I met a, a lady who runs pilgrimages to Fatima, and she told me, you know, wow, when, when I'm in the group of people, I pray, but when I'm alone, you know, I can't always get through my rosary or sometimes I fall. You know, like we all know the stories, right? And, and it's just that. Right now, it really is grassroots. Whenever I, I head to another city, whenever I go to a – and I haven't been able to go on the road as much this year due to finances as I did last year. 
But whenever I get to a city, I, I always post on my Facebook page, this is where I'll be. Let's get together. Let's have a conversation. I'm always humbled by the people that I meet that are excited to meet me because I'm nobody, right? I'm just a guy trying to, to get the word out. And I, I was journey. I think sometimes says, hey, you know, can you sign it? I'm like, no way. I'm signing this journal. Those are our lady's words, right? Those are those are not my promises. Those are her promises. Those are not. That's not my rosary. That's Jesus' rosary, you know. But uh, but that's it, right? So when I get on the road, I meet people. We we talk about how can we encourage others. I do plan on building Mission Rosary to a point where we're we're going to build this online community where we get to pray with each other. Um, unfortunately, everything takes money, so I'm working with developers right now to make a more interactive app where we can go into to rooms just like this, have conversations just like this, all over the world. Hello. Hello? Yeah. Can uh, we have you? Um, I would like to ask a question of my own. Um, yeah, please. Let's see what I can ask. Oh, yes. Um, in regards to the rosary, when usually when Protestants attack me saying it's not in the Bible, well, it's already a logical fallacy because, you know, not everything Christ said would be in the Bible. But um, we both know that the rosary, it may not be specific, directly mentioned in Scripture, but um, the rosary directly mentions Scripture itself. The rosary is made up from Scripture. Um, there is nothing in the nature of the rosary that's contradictory. Have you ever been attacked by a Protestant? You know, oh, saying, gosh. You know, like all the time. All the time. And, um, okay, so, so this is a really cool story. Um, so, again, I have set up in, in uh, you know, again, I've been lucky to meet people, you know, great, you know, um, religious leaders like Bishop Strickland. But I've also set up tables at street festivals. And I've also set up table in, in the mall, in the middle of the mall. Um, so I happened to set up a table in the Staten Island Mall the Saturday after the Dobbs case went down, right? So here I go. I'm in the middle of the mall with a table with a whole bunch of Our Lady of Guadalupe T-shirts and, and, and you know, and, and T-shirts that have Our Lady on them and, and different religious things. And I have a table filled with rosaries from all over the place. And I was getting a lot of funny looks, right? You know, because, again, it's, you know, it was a very polarized uh it's a very polarized topic in our country. Um, some people just want to murder, and hey, you know, <laughs> I'm not God. I'm going to do the best I can, but that's still murder, you know. Um, and I'm sitting there, and this young man comes by, and, and I don't know what what Protestant denomination he was a part of, but he happened to be handing out his booklets or flyers. And remember, he came up to me, and he's like, uh, "He's not on the cross." And I said, "Who's not on the cross?" And he goes, "Jesus." I said, "Well, no, he's risen, but he's on the cross right there." And then he kind of gave me a look and he walked away. And he came by again and he tried to – he said something like that, like you know, kind of attacking the rosary. But I don't, I don't ever take the bait, right? Because this is, what, this is what I say. There's enough Catholics in the pews right now that aren't praying the rosary. For crying out loud, there are Catholics in the pews right now that don't believe in the, in the true presence, right? Yeah. So the way I look at this the whole time is I'm not trying to convert the world. By the way – I carry myself, and I said this the whole time before Mr. Rosary. If I, I had a friends. comment right now, right yeah. now there isn't Catholics as good as, you know, that believe in that, but lukewarm Christians have always existed in all denominations. Um, 
just like how um, in Protestant circles there are there are Christians that don't believe, for example, that um, that Christ, for example, did a lot of the miracles that he did in the Bible. You know, lukewarm Christians exist. And, um, but the beauty of our church is that we were promised that during, towards the end there will be a huge revival in the Catholic faith, and all the lukewarm people will eventually be pushed out. And, 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 and along with that theme, and this is what I say even before, you know, Mission Rosary was born is by the way you and I carry ourselves, right? By the way we live our lives, that's how we evangelize. That's what we show what this is all about. And I've been able to convert people or have people ask me questions. And my so you know Hoboken is a, a very small town of fifty thousand residents in a square mile. We have five parishes here, and you know I walk around wearing my stuff, right? So I walk around wearing you know one of my Mission Rosary sweaters or T-shirts. And, and again, I'm the polarized person, right? I'm walking around in a very secular town where the streets are literally painted rainbow, and I'm wearing a sweater with Our Lady Guadalupe on my back. And, you know, when someone comes up to me and tries to challenge me and ask me a question, I just invite them to pray and look into it. And, and again, go back. There's too much natural order in the world, right, for, for, this, for us, for there not to be a God, for Jesus not to come walk with us, you know, suffer, die. And, and raise again, right? And, and leave a church. But hey, I am not him. So I don't, I, I wouldn't find, and this is like my go to where people laugh and go, hey, you want to gamble with your soul? That's, that's up to you. Uh, you know, I'm all right following and then being wrong at the end than thinking, oh crap, I wish I would have listened. You know, but I, you know, I, I kind of come at this, I'm not combative at all. If someone's coming at me very aggressively, I stay quiet. I always invite um, them to, to, you know, take something from the table. And to finish the story to Staten Island Law, so the, the kid comes back, and, and, and I have a shirt that says Saint in Training. Now, all my T-shirts have a big cross and the words Mission Rosary on the sleeve. So he wants to buy a Saint in Training shirt, and with every single one of my purchases, you get a free rosary, you know? So, you know, I'm saying, hey, you pick your rosary. It's free. I didn't assume he didn't want one or whatever. And he kind of stopped and looked, and he was like, this guy's messing with me. But then he didn't look as well. I know somebody who's Catholic. Let me get one. And I thought that was it. That was a win, right? You know, you came over, you, you, you took a couple of shots at me, you took a couple of shots at the rosary, you walked around the mall, you came back, you liked one of the shirts, you picked one up, and you walked out with one of the rosaries. You know, for me, that's a win, right? Because once the rosary is in that person's hand of possession, that's not our job, right? Our job is just to introduce it. Our Lady, our Lord, let them take over, and what happens will happen. So... Robert, if you were to go, in, uh, let's just just say you were to go into a new town uh, on a on a on a mission trip. Uh, tell me where you would go and what you would do in that. T- what would be your approach in that town? So right now, I really want to start working with the 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 youth pastors or going down to that level and getting our kids in the habit of of again consistent prayer, praying the rosary. Is something that's really been on my heart with everything going on in education, in Catholic education, in and just you know indoctrination, all the stuff going on there. So so I really felt that more recently on my heart to work with. Again, how do we protect? How do we protect our family? How do we protect our kids? Right? We teach them while they're young. What I normally do now though before this is, and this is something that's really fresh. It's really been on my heart, and I've been I've been posting a lot about it. I've been doing videos about it how we need to protect our kids now more than ever. But what I would usually do is I'd go to a conference. I need a local group, you know, Legions of Mary or somebody that I could help, that, you know, will help guide me in, in the town. 
And again, go to the person because I always think about myself, and I have friends here in Hoboken. These guys are great. These guys will lift any rocks. They will serve in any capacity. And if you ask them to join a prayer group or a rosary group, oh, no, that's that's for Susie at the parish, right? Um, you know, they always said, like, men – and, you know, I was on a podcast recently where, where Father Paul even said the same thing, like, you know, real men pray the rosary, right? Because a lot of times men – Look at this as something that you know the the ladies do and and, and stuff like that and we're, and I don't want to I don't want to like you know paint everyone with a broad with a broad a brush so I'm just going off of what I see in my experience right so it's with the people I see and the people I want to serve are those that are are good faithful Catholics but I mean gosh how many Catholics are, are going to parish and serving on boards and then they run yoga studios and stuff like that and again you know I, I'm I'll say this again the Eucharistic revival going on in America is I thought it would have happened in 2020 during the pandemic, right? But it's so needed because whenever you hear something, you know, a stat about the amount of people out there that don't believe in the true presence, that right there always, it, it's heartbreaking. It, it just, there's no other way to put it, you know. I drive an hour and 15 minutes to go to adoration because that's the closest, you know. And one thing I love about going to Texas and going into the, our, the, I mean, the diocese of Tyler where Bishop Strickland is, they, the, I mean, Eucharistic processions happen all the time, and I, I've been, be, you know, I've been begging for that. And if you follow Bishop Strickland on social media, he's always, you know, encouraging other, you know, priests and, and and bishops to do the same. You know, again, standing in faith in the public square. If you hear me talk about Mission Rosary, and you know, we're not just selling T-shirts. What is the purpose for the T-shirt, right? The purpose of the T-shirt is to stand in faith in the public square. You know, we we don't have to tell people we're Catholic; they should know it. But I think nowadays we we gotta kind of tell them, you know, we gotta kind of say, hey, this is this is the way we're supposed to live. There is one truth. Yes, we're supposed to live in love, but you know, we're gonna love. We're not gonna judge, but but we need to stand up for the truth. And um and that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for people that that can help me, that I can help, that we can you know build our army and again encourage others to pray, encourage to serve. Mm-hmm. All right. We're on with Robert Ramos of Mission Rosary. Uh, the website is missionrosary.com. And what we're going to do now, we're going to take a little bit of a commercial break. And then when we come back, Robert, you've been talking about the 15 promises. I want to go over some of the 15 promises. We don't have to highlight all 15, but I want to go over a few of them um, and, and get your, there get your thoughts promise. on it. Okay, perfect. I'm sorry, Louis. There is one promise I wanted to talk about too. Perfect. How Mary said during the end times um, that Rome, not the Vatican, but the, the you know towards the end, you know, um, I don't know if you know the the, the Marian prophecy of Satan presenting himself to the king in front of of God, sort of like how he did in the story of Job. You know, him saying that if you know. He allows, if he um, God allows him to attack the Catholic Church, he would be able to bring it down. And God said, he wouldn't be able to bring it down, but he could try, and he will fail at the end. Yes. Uh, do you know about that prophecy? Yes. Um, so it's funny. I, someone sent me that recently. Um, do you want to get into that now or after the commercial break? We'll get into that after, after the commercial, commercial break. break. Perfect. After. All right. We'll be Perfect. right back on the four persons. Looking for a Catholic counselor? 
Dr. Peter Claponis, Deb Rojas, and the team at Integrity Counseling Services provide faithful Catholic counseling in Pennsylvania and beyond. We offer telehealth and in-person counseling for porn addiction, betrayal trauma, anxiety, depression, marriage counseling, and much more. You can find us at IntegrityCounselingPA.com or 610-601-9781. That's IntegrityCounselingPA.com or 610-601-9781. Looking for a Catholic counselor or coach? Dr. Fred Boley provides faithful Catholic counseling and coaching for men in Missouri and beyond. He conveniently offers telehealth services for anxiety, depression, marriage counseling, or just getting stuff done. You can find him at stbarn.org or 872-269-1280. Once again, the number is 872-269-1280. She is a Catholic recording artist, multi-award winning songwriter. She sings contemporary and folk rock music. She has been in the music industry for over five years. Her music is her ministry. She aims to help people that suffer from all kinds of pain in life and try to bring them to the Lord through her music. She has three albums out and her music is being played on radio stations all over the world. Her website is lisamarinacole.com and she is on social media. Her music page is facebook.com Lisa Songs of Worship. YouTube at Lisa M. Nicole. Instagram Lisa underscore Marie underscore Nicole underscore official. Her songs can be purchased on her website, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and everywhere else. Her merchandise store has everything for her ministry and can be accessed through her website. Her new CDs will be available very soon and can be purchased through her website. She counts herself blessed that God has chosen her to help spread his message. She is Lisa Marie Nicole. Get her music today. The Four Persons Network asks our Catholic friends to check out and join the fast-growing Catholic website, message board, and community at Catholicism Rock. The quality and diversity of contributors is breathtaking and the content spans everything from education to news and commentary and spiritual insight. Partners of the Four Persons and our friends. Please check them out at catholicismrocks.com. We now return to the regular program on your only real Catholic defenders of the deeper truth of our sacred faith, the Four Persons. And our guest tonight is Robert Ramos of Mission Rosary. And... I'm going to bring Robert back on when we talk about the 15 promises of uh, Our Lady to those who recite the rosary. And uh, Lewis had brought up a, a prophecy that he wanted to discuss. I want to talk about 
the greatest quote that I ever heard about the rosary, and Robert will probably correct me, but I believe it was St. Louis de Montfort that said this. But the quote is unbelievable. It says that a person cannot, cannot persist in both sinning and saying the rosary. He will give up one or the other. He cannot persist in both. Uh, Robert, first of all, do I have the person uh, correct? Was that St. Louis de Montfort that said that? And what are your comments on that quote? Uh, again, remember I said a little while ago, blessed mother versus my vices, right? You know, it's exactly that. It's it's so powerful that there are no way to do both. I was in the commercial break. I was listening to one of the commercials, and and it was someone talking about overcoming a porn addiction and overcoming, um, you know, the different kind of anxieties. And if you remember my story, you know, it started with there's no counselor, there's no there's no medicine that's going to help help me get back on track and help me focus and help me just live my best life. Then Jesus, right? You know, I say through Jesus, through Mary and her rosary. Um, and I have another quote for you here too. And this is, this is, I have it right inside the mission rosary journal. And it's from our beloved St. Padre Pio. So some people are so foolish. They think they can get through life without the help of the blessed mother. Love the Madonna and pray the rosary for her rosary is the weapon against the evils of the world today. And this is my favorite part. All graces given by God pass through the Blessed Mother. And that's that's our beloved St. Padre Pio. Amen. So before we get into the 15 promises of Our Lady in the Rosary, I'm going to ask uh, Lewis to repeat the prophecy that he wanted to talk about. And let, let's start there, and then we'll go to the 15 promises. And, Lewis, and I'll say, please repeat it. it and Lewis, I'll say, you know, um, you tell me kind of where you want to take that because I don't focus a lot on, on, on the, the, you know, the end time prophecies. I'm just being honest, right? Like my stuff is it's within these 15 promises and what our blessed uh, mother has given us. I'm not saying that um, I'm naive to the fact that the world will end one day. I'm just saying that I don't, I don't live in that space, if that makes any sense to you, right? Because I get people send me stuff all the time and – I, I, I'd rather just focus on the promises and live this this life that that she's in trust, you know, that this mission she's entrusted me with. Okay. Um, the prophecy was Satan presenting himself to the throne of God, just like he did in the, in the, the story of Job, mm-hmm. and him. And I'm saying that, you know, if he had it's, uh, if he allows Satan to attack um, the Catholic Church, he can bring it down. And God said, you can, but you won't succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, for example, uh, we're getting attacked by, you know, even more than ever Protestants and the rest of the world. It's Satan trying to bring down the kingdom of God. Now, you know, um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, Liz? Um, do you think, for example, like um, another Marian prophecy which has been confirmed is that Rome will lose the faith, not the Vatican, but, you know, the country of Rome would, you know, the Catholic faith, and, you know, I guess the Vatican would move somewhere else. Um, do you think that's where we're going? 
you know, a relocation of Catholic Church. Well, let, let me interject really quick. That prophecy has never been officially recognized by the Catholic Church. Uh, the, the apparitions of La Salette have, but that particular mm-hmm. prediction that Rome would, leave, would lose the faith and become the seat of Antichrist has never been officially um, recognized by the church. I just wanted so, to interject so, that real quick. Yeah, guys, but go guys, ahead, you know where, Robert, your response. Where I, where I live in, in this, and this is, again, why I say that I'm not naive to the end-time prophecies, but I like to focus on going back to the basics with the 15 promises. And, and that, just to give you an idea on why, why I, I'm kind of presenting myself this way is because as much as we want to point the fingers at the Protestants and all the evil going on in the world, Unfortunately, there's a lot of evil going on at home, right, mm-hmm. right in the church. You know, um, that's so, because of the infiltration. I mean, we absolutely, have been, right. And and I think about this, but and, that's you know, not our. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. Well, I'm just saying. I, I think about. I think about this. I think about the fact that we we have to have a Eucharistic revival in this country because how many people don't believe in the true presence, right? So I think anything anything that starts to chip away at our beautiful church and and, and and our faith, right? It's that it's 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 from within, you know? It, it's 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 from within. But um no, I I don't think we're ever gonna lose, right? Like again, you know, I, I don't think any I don't think the devil could try the hardest. I live in the book of Job. I sometimes I feel I am the book of Job um because you know I I'm still finding my voice, but you know, I've overcome a lot of a lot of ugliness and, and losing my dad and I've just really been down on the dumps so many times, but just never losing faith and knowing that, you know, that God will bring it back, right? And and I remind people this all the time. It's not for this world, no matter how much this sucks. That's the part that I have a hard time with the Protestants. And even when I when I touch on these fifteen promises, it's it's not of this world. I know so many great people of faith or, you know, people, church going people that are just, you know, it, if something great happens to them, it's, yes, God bless me. So God bless you with an abundance and a great career and, and hurt everyone else? Oh, my friend, it's what are you doing with that, right? How are you serving other people? So when it comes to this subject, you know, I may stand out as radical, but, you know, look, I'll, I'll talk about one of the promises right now. Um, and this is one of my favorite promises because it says here, the what you shall ask, this is promise number 11, what you shall ask through the rosary, you shall obtain. Does that mean if you want a you know a, a big house and a, and a Maserati you're going to get that? Yeah, you know, so so it, it depends on how people look at this and what they're using it for. It's that powerful that there may be some nefarious person out there praying the rosary every single day for those things. I don't know, right? You know, but um, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Well, I mean, I would say that if you're truly devoted to the rosary, truly devoted to the rosary and the and the uh, recitation of the uh, mysteries, the meditation on the mysteries, and truly uh, seeking God through Mary by the devotion to the rosary, you're not going to be interested in asking for a Maserati. It's, it's, exactly. it's not what you're yeah. interested in. You're looking at higher things. Uh, so it's, it's, it's not where, you're, where your heart's going to be. And in fact, if you, if you are asking uh, for treasures, uh, on earth, it would only be so that you may use those treasures to do uh, God's work and, and, and to help people, because that's where your heart is going to be. Because um, one of the one of the prophecies of the Rosary, one of the predictions of the Rosary is that it will withdraw 
the hearts of men from the love of the world. I'm trying to find on here where that one is. Yes. And it goes to our very first promise, right? And so the very first promise of the rosary is to all to all of those who shall pray my rosary devoutly, I promise my special protection and great graces. You know, I just love that because when we talk about praying, the, you know, when we go back to that commercial and we go back to the anxieties and stresses and depression of the world today and, and the desire to want to do more, the desire to serve, right? If the person, like you said, yep. um, beautifully is praying because they want to help others and they want to put themselves with service. You know, yeah, if you would really quickly yeah. read number four, because that's the one that I was referring to so that people understand what I'm saying. Okay. The rosary shall make virtue and good works flourish and will obtain for souls the most abundant divine mercies. And it will draw the hearts of men from the love of the world and its vanities and will lift them to the desires of eternal things. Oh, souls would sanctify themselves by this means. Amen. Mic drop, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then number one, um, Signal graces. Now, it's very interesting is that number one and number two both deal with graces. Number two promises great graces, but number one specifies signal graces. Now, that's very, very interesting. Explain to our listeners just what signal graces are. Uh, again, so how I interpret a signal grace is it's, it's what's, what's ble- you know, what's kind of put on my heart, right? What's kind of, what's What's the what's put on my heart? What's put on my mind? The will that I'm supposed the the mission I'm supposed to attain. Yeah, which way that we're supposed to go? It's it's it's, it's it. basically Amen. divine light. Is 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 it's it's kind of like the light gets turned on. You you kind of uh, receive those little signals. You receive those little clues, and. Um, and and they may come in the form, um, Robert. Let's be honest. They may come in the form of either consolations or desolations, oh, either yeah. one. Oh, yeah. But uh, but but it's it's very very even if it's a desolation, if it's a desolation that's leading you, there's a consolation in the desolation. If <laughs> I'm speaking paradoxically, no, but it's, it's heaven, right? It's, there's a there's a comfort yeah. in the fact that your hand is being held by our lady. She's guiding you. So let me um, number six. Very interesting. You want to take that one? You have it in front of you. Yeah, go ahead. Read read number okay. six. Whoever recites my rosary devoutly, reflecting on my mystery, shall never be overwhelmed by misfortune. He will not experience the anger of God nor perish by the unproven death. The sinner will be converted. The just will be preserved in grace and merit eternal life. Now, the version that I have says he will never be conquered by misfortune. And the reason why I wanted to focus on this prophecy is because, you know, the detractors the, the will say, oh, oh you're, you're predicting you're never going to have any misfortune. That's ridiculous. No, that's not what it says. It says you won't be conquered by misfortune. Die in an unprovided death. That's a big prophecy. That's that's yeah. big. Uh, and number seven, right on the heels of that, number seven, 
Whoever shall have a true devotion to the rosary shall not die with the sacrament without the sacraments of the church. Amen. 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 And I mean that's that's huge. And stop right there. Remember what got me down this rabbit hole, you know? And when I read that one back then, I, I start to cry. I start to feel hopeful. And that's where I got like the you know, because it was it was the fact it was the, the fact that our doors were closed. Uh, again, I'm just a back then I was a little old insurance agent in New York City, right? Just a guy. And and I'm feeling all this this overwhelmness and anger. And 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 to that point, I don't know how many of the listeners or, or you guys and, and when I hit you know, when I'm on the road, a lot of people say, Oh, what fifteen promises are you talking about, right? Um, think about that for a second. Wouldn't it have been great to have been reminded of that during that time? I'm sorry, what was that again? I said, wouldn't it have been great to have been reminded of that, that promise during that time in the pandemic? Where oh, yeah. people were, you know, losing their minds and yeah. and again, so think about like this this is where Mission Rosary was born for me. It was born during the pandemic. And it was born because of the fact that we had our doors closed, which kept me from the sacraments. So it was just trying to take you a trip down memory lane when I think about coming across these promises, reading that, thinking about what's going on in my life and how I feel. And again, thinking there have to be others that feel the same way, right? There's got to be others out there that feel the same way. And we just, we got to get together. We got to hold each other's hands. We have to be helpful. And and how do we, again, encourage others and also do our part to help the world and serve? Robert, where is your next mission going to be and how can we get involved? I'd, I'd like for our apostolate to be actively involved in your next mission. How can we do it? Yeah, definitely. I want to keep the, the dialogue open. I agree. Right. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. I was in Buffalo, New York a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, so right now I don't have anything scheduled yet because, it, you know, I'm doing this by myself and I am looking for help, right? So right now what I've done is I've taken a step back and, you know, just trying to reanalyze where does it make sense to go, what, you know, and, and kind of regain planning. And I have some people that are helping me around the globe. You mentioned our friends at Catholicism Rock that have been able to meet some really awesome people, and I'm really trying to shift to this online world. But again, boots on the ground will never go away. But I think we just need to keep this conversation going. And yeah. I don't even. Where are you guys located? If you don't mind me asking. As I said, I'm in New Jersey. I'm in Pennsylvania. I live oh, awesome. in Virginia. We're in Pennsylvania. I spent a lot of time in the Philadelphia diocese and in that area, in Philadelphia, in that area. So I'm there. Oh, we're in Pennsylvania. Oh, and, and I go down to the Philly area. You're not too far off. I live by Shillington. Shillington's like an hour away from Philly. Perfect. So, yeah, definitely. As soon as I, I get the. Um, here's something, too. Um, I think that's the growth. We come together and, and we encourage and we help others, right? That Eucharistic revival, I, I'm not going to stop talking about that. I hope to be there in Indianapolis this summer. Um, you know, they're hoping to get 100,000 people into where the coaches play football. And wow. I think 100,000 people is a shame, you know. I think we should be able to pack more. And did you guys, and I'm sure you probably touched on it, I don't want to throw another subject in at the end of the show, but what just happened in Boston this last week with, with, with the Satan Con? You know, I think yeah. the, the, wherever those guys go next is where I got to be standing. <laughs> you know, uh, we, we can't let that stuff happen. We really can't, even though it's a joke and a mockery. Um, 
it, we just can't. That, that's, that, you know, that's I'm going to grabs the, the headline. I'm going to get you in touch with Terry Delp, who's uh, going to be kind of trying to get together the taken to the streets part of our apostolate. And uh, I, I really think that we can move to, uh, we can work together. I really am excited about what you're doing, and uh, I think it's just like with Catholicism rocks. I think it's a, it's another opportunity for partnership um, because we're all we're all uh, rowing the same boat. <laughs> we're all on the same team. And uh, Robert, I'm just so thankful that we had you on, and I appreciate so much what it is that you're doing one more time uh tell people the website how they can get the app and uh how they can contribute to what you're to what you do perfect yes if if you haven't already guys please look me up on facebook it's mission rosary and also robert ramos uh you find me in both pages the website is missionrosary.com and the app is available in all of the app stores under the name mission rosary but let's connect and, and um please send me messages and you know, again, I'm available. Awesome. And Lewis, would you please uh, end us with a closing prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, second person of the Trinity, Son, the Holy Spirit, using your mother Mary as the vessel to help us, guide us, do your to do your will, to do your duty, to always put you first and to put away our own desires to make whatever sacrifice is needed to do your will. Help us to bring clarity to those who are confused about the Catholic Church, especially those outside of the Catholic Church, such as Protestants. Help them to see that they have a fake view of what the Catholic Church is. Help them to um, get rid of that anti-Catholicism that they have been brainwashed with. Give them peace of mind and help them to return to the church that you started. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. 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 Robert, thank you again, and we will be in touch. God bless you for the work that you do, and thank you for all of you for tuning in to the four persons. We will be back tomorrow, same time, for the Tangled Mess with Deb Rojas. Everybody have a wonderful night, and God bless. I love you guys. Thank you.